Self-loathing often leads to fundamentalism and angry controlling religion. Only those who love themselves can serve others freely, joyfully and healthily. Only those who love themselves can laugh at themselves. And laughter is one of the most profound prophetic acts in an unjust world. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Worship Podcast from Sacred Eyes, where we talk about crafting worship with deep theological roots and inspiring experiential wings. My name is John, and I'm the founder of sacredeyes.com. And today, I want to talk about why worship should teach us to love ourselves well. That's not something we speak about when we talk about worship, is it? It may even seem contradictory, but I don't believe it is. And the lack of this element in our worship is one of the big challenges of worship in the church today, in my opinion. So stay with me. This podcast will give you a quick overview of my thinking. But if you want to go deeper, then I recommend that you sign up to the Sacred Eyes Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sacred eyes. When you do, you'll get access to the full version of this post, bonus content from time to time, and exclusive discounts on all premium Sacred Eyes resources. I'd also be grateful if you would subscribe and share this podcast as far and wide as you can. Thank you so much. A few years ago, a colleague in ministry asked me how I felt about one of the prayers in our Methodist liturgy for Holy Communion. We know it as the prayer of humble access, and the version I grew up with says the following, Lord, we come to your table, trusting in your mercy, and not in any goodness of our own. We are not worthy even to gather up the crumbs under your table, but it is your nature always to have mercy, and on that we depend. So feed us with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, your Son, that we may forever live in Him and He in us. Amen. My colleague's concern was that these words, repeated over and over through years of worship, would undermine our sense of worthiness and goodness and lead us to a very poor image of ourselves. It could also lead us to believe that God's view of us is rather dim and that without God deigning to accept us, we would be worthless and doomed. I had to confess that I hadn't really considered this before, but the more I thought about it, the more I began to see truth in what he was saying. Since then, I've come to see that it's not only this one prayer that repeats this negative view of ourselves and how God sees us. So many of the prayers we pray, songs we sing, and sermons we hear reinforce this worm theology, as it has been called, referencing Psalm 22, verse 6. And of course, the penal substitution theory of the atonement, which implies that were it not for Jesus standing between us and God, we would be destroyed by divine wrath, only adds fuel to the fire. Worship like this that denies any goodness within us, may seem humble and noble. It may seem appropriate when approaching a holy and perfect God, and it may, on the surface, appear to be a good way to motivate sinful human beings to live more righteously. But there are significant problems with this theology and its influence on our liturgical practice. Its impact on us as individuals is damaging, and its effect on our capacity to serve and love others is debilitating. 
We lose our ability to trust ourselves and feel free and open with our neighbors and loved ones. While we may reference loving ourselves in passing, the idea of self-love seldom really features in our worship. It seems that it is often viewed as an inappropriate theme for worship. And perhaps there is a concern that giving too much attention to loving ourselves would lead to narcissism, arrogance, and selfishness. But I would argue that these things don't arise from too much self-love, but too little. And loving ourselves is a prerequisite to bringing goodness into the world. Self-loathing often leads to fundamentalism and angry controlling religion. Only those who love themselves can serve others freely, joyfully, and healthily. Only those who love themselves can laugh at themselves. And laughter is one of the most profound prophetic acts in an unjust world. If our worship doesn't teach us to love ourselves, it fails. It denies the gospel message that God loves us unconditionally. And it makes it far more difficult for us to bring our gifts and love into the world because our capacity to love others is inseparably intertwined with our capacity to love ourselves. So how do you respond to the suggestion that worship should teach us to love ourselves better? What would you want to add to these ideas? What would you change or remove? And how would you want to empower people to love themselves better in your worship gatherings? Feel free to leave a response in the comments. There is obviously a lot more I could say about this. In the Patreon version of this podcast, I explore what it means to love ourselves in a healthy and life-giving way. And I offer some suggestions for how our worship can teach us to love ourselves better. So if you want to go deeper with these ideas, why not head over to Patreon and sign up? Next time, we will explore how progressive worship can teach us to love the cosmos and the life within it. And again, we will recognize how deeply interconnected all of these loves are. So stay tuned for that. But for now, that's all I have. Thank you for giving me your time and attention. And remember, how you worship shapes how you live. I'll catch you next time.